Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, are two of my much better hosts. That's Spaghetti Jar Loving Queen, Emma. Hi. And our favorite bitch. Bye, bitch, Chase. <laughs> Are we ready, friends? Are we ready? We're ready. Yeah, let's let's do it. hop into it. Can everyone hear me? I hope you can hear me. Yeah. Yes. All Did right. you throw in a little boop boop boop? Were you singing along a little bit? I was singing along a little bit because <laughs> it came through. <laughs> oh, how cute! Little... You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> 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 we were gone for a week, and I forgot my drink up when we left. I'm like, let's get into this. There is no drink up there. What is? <laughs> it's fine. We'll close with the drink up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? Oh my it's goodness. Fine. It's fine. Um, my friends. This has been the longest week ever. Chase and I were talking before Emma showed up, you know, like the diva that she is. She shows up right on time. She's like kind of like Madonna. And uh, just really just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, we were saying how long it felt. It was like the longest week ever. How are the two of you? How was how was the holidays? How's Hanukkah going? How was Thanksgiving? How was all of it? Chase, how was how was Thanksgiving? It was good. It was like very low key. Um, I wasn't at the last show because my sister got married and it was mm. an amazing wedding. It was so fun. I ended up at, at the after party with just a blazer with no pants. So I was convinced it was a dress and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a great time. And friends, uh, friend, Thanksgiving was more of Friendsgiving and it was very low key. So it was fun. I hope you were wearing. Well, maybe not. Who cares <laughs> if you were wearing underwear or not? I guess I was know. wearing. No, this is the best part. I was wearing like a little. I was wearing like houndstooth briefs. <laughs> OK. Blake and I are like the only gay people in the room. And and like all these guys came up to me. They're like whoa like i don't want to wear pants and i was like take them off girl who's stopping you <laughs> take them off let's go and then all the joe boxer boxers came out with like the <laughs> hearts and beer what yeah. else i don't know what's straight shamrocks wear. for sure shamrocks. shamrocks there we go <laughs> emma how's hanukkah hanukkah's going great it yeah? it wraps up on monday oh yeah very, very nice. Yep, that's, that's exciting. Lots of fried foods, deliciousness. Mm, so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a new family member for the month since we've been on. Our elf, Chippy, has landed. And, oh, no. Um, oh, no. It's the cutest thing ever in the world. So Chippy was a little bit late. All right. I was off for a whole week, too. I was like, literally, we didn't have a show. I was off from work. I am like so zen. I don't know. I slept every day until almost nine o'clock. I never eight o'clock. I never sleep that late. It's, it was great. But uh, the day after Thanksgiving, the children woke up before me and I hear Michael, Chippy, Chippy, where are you? Chippy. I hear the little pitter patties of Eli. Chippy, where are you at? Chippy, he's hiding. Oh, he's really good this year. Chippy. I was like, I flew out of bed, 
to find Chippy, and I was, I had to give him a call, you know, and he hopped maybe in my in a pocket or something, and I was like, ooh, and then we had to distract everybody, but there was Chippy. He was in the tree the whole time. They didn't even see him. Oh, my God. He's good at hiding. <laughs> Chippy's good at hiding. Elf on the shelf normalizes the surveillance state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Emma! Oh God! I live. I live. That's the best take. Yeah. Oh, it really does. Okay. Well, this is the house of 1984. I do have. I am looking at the poster of the Transformers the movie with um, uh, 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 Orson Welles' last voice Ooh. performance. And wasn't Orson Welles a part of like 1984 in the movie or something? Right? Didn't he play the man? Whatever yes. his name is. Yes. Emma's M- frozen. Em would know. M is frozen, but M would oh, know. Oh, no. Am I back? You're back. You're back. Orson okay, Welles. It was the government form. shutting you down. The American yeah. government. Yeah, you're being censored like, right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> hey, look. Look who agrees with me. <laughs> oh, that's great. This is great. This is now my, hopefully Jack is not listening because now my 12-year-old will be like, this is just surveillance. <laughs> uh, and now I want to go listen to that Tori Amos song. There's a song I'm blanking on the name of about, you know, uh on on american doll posse anyways mm. anyways you know we're already off we're already off on <laughs> random pop <laughs> messages and all those things um i'm really excited i do want to make a quick announcement because uh we're very excited about the book of that we're thinking it might be mando 2.5 correct there's an art book for season two of the mandalorian coming out oh I but it's wait. been pushed back it was supposed to come out in december and it's been pushed That's back to february 15th what i didn't know it got pushed back that sucks i got an email and it said it was being pushed back no i'm really bummed i need i this has been a very long year without mando and i realized how much i really love the show and i watched all of season two on my break and i really miss it i I love that Mm yeah so anyways we're gonna be talking about the book of boba fett tonight we're gonna break down we're gonna figure out book of boba fett the three weeks on this show before we lead up to it, we're rewatching some Boba Fett episodes in Clone Wars with Tom. He's never watched it. Tom didn't know who Boba Fett was. He thought it was Boba Fett with a TH sound. Um, <laughs> fair. <Okay>. Totally fair. <laughs> it's like, I've been saying this wrong for a long time. Michael's sitting there on the couch. We're watching. And this is Michael. <laughs> it's Boba Fett, dad. <laughs> Fett. And all of, his, all of his speech therapy was really coming through with his like his hell. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, but tonight we're going to be talking about what the force is. The force is clearly a very big part of Star Wars. I think we touched on this last week or the week before on just the force is kind of a, a, a nothingness and an everythingness all at once. So I kind of want to get y'all's takes on what we think the force is. And then we're going to talk about if the force is going to be in the book of Boba Fett and Emma, I'm going to put you on a task. And when we start talking about that, remind me to read a tweet from our friend Buck, who is also okay. a sponsor of the Bucky box on husband and husband, our trivia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very important. <laughs> who he, we were his number one podcast of the year. I love that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Seeing us on people's Spotify raps has been so rewarding. And that's been Mm. wonderful. It was awesome. And then, oh my God, I did our little thing and how much like growth we've gotten. Oh my, we're like, what was it? 24 countries are. Hours listened was up 737%. Like we had That's like awesome. 245% more, more listeners. I'm like, oh my God. That's Way amazing. to go. 
Yeah. Way to go. Thank you, 2021. Thank you for everyone listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, before we move away from the book talk, I actually want to show this um this book that I got, the Star Wars book that I got. Oh, I love that book. I love that book. Highly oh recommended. God. If you have children, like probably about, I would say like under the age of like 10, like 10 and under, this is a great book for them. And Are you scared? Highly recommended. Darth Vader. I fear nothing by Adam Rex. Is that what that says? Yes. Oh, I love it. It's wonderful. And it even has a page of Darth Vader being very emo, which I appreciated. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Emo mm. boy through and through. Yeah, it's truly. Yeah, I have that book. It too. got me right in the oh, feels. Like when it, I got no. to that page, yes. I was like, <gasps> yes. No, I didn't expect it to hit so hard. It's mm-hmm. just like for the hardcore fan, like that. There's some emotion in that okay. book. It's not just Truly. for the kiddies. What is the uh, uh, the book about? Hello, Ruben. Well, the book know. is about the book is about fear and like healthy ways of handling fear. Have you been here before, Ruben? I feel like you yeah. have, but it may yeah. it's been a long time, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Welcome back. And the the other book from the same from that's like a similar style, The Galaxy Needs You. That is also an excellent book for children, and it oh, has a great message. You haven't read The Galaxy Needs no. You. It's all about like the importance of like being yourself and believing in yourself, and it's all told through the story of Ray. I love the that. Trilogy. I love that. Yeah. Wait, is that the book that um, Ray herself read? No, she read uh, the one with BB-8. Okay, yeah, that was really adorable. There's, there's like, there's sort of four books that have come out that have the similar like layout and style. Mm-hmm. So there's Chewy and the Porgs. Mm-hmm. The one it's called BB-8 on the Move, I think, and that was the one that Daisy read. And then mm. there's The Galaxy Needs You, and then there's Are You Scared, Darth Vader? But they're all excellent, excellent children's books. They're very high quality. Mm. But the, I like this the. Um, the galaxy needs you and are you scared Darth Vader kind of have like sort of lessons for kids without okay. being preachy. So that's why I like them. I like I love it. it. I like it. You know, you can empower your children to not be scared and I will oh. just teach mine to fear the government and know that they're always going to be watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also, they also have an echo dot in their room. <laughs> we have an Alexa in the kitchen. So like, Everyone knows everything going on here. Can I throw a book recommendation too that I don't see enough people talking about? Mm-hmm. Is um mindfulness. It's like mindfulness in Star Wars. I don't have it actually because I, I actively read it because it's really great. Each like page is like a different sort of like lesson in mindfulness told through like a different quotes from Star Wars or characters from Star Wars. It's oh, really an awesome, awesome great. book for any age. It's great for a toilet read it's great for like meditative <laughs> practices like i like to read an expert an expert oh my god i like to read an excerpt from it and like just read like a couple like lessons and then just like meditate for 20 minutes on those lessons it's oh, like yeah, really great i forgot the I fifth book it. which is a jedi you will be as well oh yes which is also it's like a children's book from the same series oh yeah so. Paul i think there's it, five Oh, the Jedi mind. Yeah, that's yes. yeah, so that's great. That's very on brand for Paul to have that book. I love it's it. True and happy. <laughs> Which Hanukkah means to Brian Paul. will hate it. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Wait, is it Paul's birthday? <laughs> no, I said happy Hanukkah to Paul. Oh, happy Paul's, Hanukkah. Paul said he's birthday. been like he's been lighting his candles. So happy Hanukkah. Oh, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Emma, I want to start with you. Cool. What are your thoughts on the force 
Uh, how long do you have? <laughs> we have this two minutes. This is me we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited to hear. I mean, you know, we're going to have to live up to whatever words you say, but we might as well start off going strong, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that having a concept like the Force in a sci-fi franchise like Star Wars is a stroke of genius because it adds another dimension to the story. Like it's one of the reasons why Star Wars isn't just pew, pew, pew. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, okay, so let's not go wild here. Like Russell Brand is a kookaluk now and it's gone bananas, but um, you know, before you know, being trapped in the house of this crunchy wife and adorable children drove him mad. Um, <laughs> he had some very valuable. And one of the things that he talks about is about how human spirituality is about communion. It's about a desire for communion. It's about this feeling that we are inherently incomplete and that there's always something that we're looking for. And, and we are sort of, our tendency is to like look outside of ourselves for that thing. And the way that that ties into the force is I was just thinking earlier about how it's a very appealing idea that there is this flow, this current of life energy that unites everything in existence and that unites all living things and that you can plug into that. And it, and that is your communion. That is, yes. you know, that is, it's like, you know, when you think about the world of Star Wars and you think about you, you put yourself in that world and you fantasize about being part of that world, an aspect of the fantasy is the idea that there is this thing beyond yourself greater than you that you have access to, you know, and that is, that is ever present, you know, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, it's sort of the it's like a fulfillment it's a wish fulfillment it's mm -hmm. fantasy right mm -hmm. you know i love that you brought up putting the force in sci-fi because what you were just saying it's bigger than us it's it's so much science fiction oftentimes is about the question at the, you know whatever store we have a question and we go seek that answer and it's a very like it's a destination that we know we can arrive to but things like the force mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you're never there is no definition and there is no pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. You know, it's just another dive into something else. Like I do, I agree. I think it was a stroke of genius. I, because it's, it's the thing that keeps it rewatchable and it's the thing that makes it so personal. Yes. You know? And it, it, and it creates this feeling that anything is possible. You know, it's like this infinite possibility that you have access to. Mm. Which is a really, really seductive idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like Paul here, too. Chi, Prana, and Riki. Yeah. There's my summary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like this expression in this fantasy world of these concepts that human beings are already have, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, we already have these concepts sort of floating around in different cultures in humanity. And so, you know, they've just been added to... Added to this gorgeous world that George made for us. I, know, I love it. I love it. I need to. I want to have like a four-hour conversation with Paul one day. 
we can the first yeah. two hours will be about Luke Skywalker, and then the <laughs> next two hours will be about the Force. <laughs> Maybe we start with the Force, and then you guys can get <laughs> into Luke. There we go. That's probably. Chase, <laughs> how about you? How about you? Um. Well, I would just want to always retweet everything that M says and just <laughs> emphatically agree. Um. Also, with Paul, with regards to Chi, I've always thought of it very similar to just like Chi and um and Reiki for sure. Um. I'm not really as familiar with with Prana, but for me, like the and I'm gonna butcher the science behind this, but like when you like when you're having a rough time or you're a little frustrated and you decide to go for a walk. And then you touch grass or you like literally like brush up against a plant. Like there's an actual scientific yep. thing that happens where like the plant, there's an energetic exchange. And so for me, the force is very much that, but it, it amplifies the love behind it tenfold because it includes rocks. It includes this Dunkin' Donuts limited edition Halloween <laughs> tumbler. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like it it ext- it extends itself the force extends itself to live in relationship with everything and everyone around you and i think like m like when you're talking about sort of like this seductive quality to like the infinite i think that the force is love and love is infinite and love can do anything you know what i mean and so for me it's like it's for me the force is all about like relationship it's relationship with yourself and your, and I mean, it's, I mean, listen, like it's relationship with yourself, your brain and your body and your body and your soul and your soul and your metachlorians. And then it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, and then it's all Oh no, that. you said the F word. <laughs> I said the M word and it wasn't Madonna. <laughs> Um, and also being in relationship, you know, to, to those around you, to rocks around you, to plants and trees around you, to everything around you. I love it. I love yeah. it. <sighs> Jedi Paul here says spending time with yes. kids too. They've got a lot of life energy. Well, I do think I need <laughs> to tweak this a little bit is they suck a lot of life energy out of those around them and use it themselves. <laughs> I don't know if they <laughs> energy naturally have <laughs> Well, and you know, Chase, I love that you brought up love. Um, well, because I wrote that in my first ever fic which I know Brian has read mm-hmm. where I have, I have Padme, the spirit of Padme telling Ray that just as the, just as our reality has three dimensions, the force has three dimensions. Mm. And most people only think of the force as having two dimensions, which are light and dark. But then Ray realizes that the third dimension is love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's so really, good. that is beautiful. I, you know, I think for me, I mean, it really is just kind of everything that the two of you have said. Um, the force and the idea of what the force is has, I'm sure this will surprise no one. Like I take it very literally and it really has kind of shifted my look on spirituality. Like mm. in general, I think I apply it to my everyday life and if i was more comfortable being a nerd i'd probably just call it the force but i can't do that because i don't need people to tee at me behind my back <laughs> but it's the truth like um there's in, in in different religions the idea that you are god and god is you and there we are one and the same and i very much kind of fall in line with that personally um 
that there is an exchange between me and the gods that are out there that let that we could not exist without one another and so we were mm -hmm. equally as important to one another and we are here to help move each other where we everyone needs to go um and i spend a lot of time thinking my connection to like the earth below our feet and above our heads that's where my tether is to like the greater beyond and it really is that line from empire strikes back with yoda and like i remember mm. being very young and questioning god like i was in sixth grade i remember it so clearly and i think i've shared this story before but like we were learning about the three branches of government here in in the u.s and that was one of the things that made our country so successful and i remember thinking that was great and then I was like, but there's only one God. And we were learning about Greek mythology at the same time. There's all these gods and there's like a pantheon of gods mm -hmm. and they have discussions and they don't always agree. And they try to figure things out now, you know, there's some shadiness going on there too. But I was like, mm -hmm. I think I like that idea a lot better. And I remember specifically relating it to like gay people and, and protests and people always, God mm -hmm. hates you. God hates fat, all the stuff that we've read on every sign. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what if God is wrong? There, Who's going to tell him if he's wrong? My mom's like, but he's never wrong. You can't read those things. I'm like, but if there's only one person, he yeah. could be wrong. Who's, he where's could the be checks wrong. and balance, right? Yeah, so like it just, that always stuck with me. And then I just like started to develop this other stuff, you know? And I was like, all my tattoos on my body are all the earth and trees and all of this stuff because it's my way of connecting. And it was my idea that, once you accept the force into your life, you can't really shed it again. And I felt mm. as a queer person, I had many people in my life wear their crosses around their neck or what they or what the, what they follow, you know, and they they unclasp it and take it off to cast judgment on you and then think that somehow they're free of the sin. And so they put it back on and I needed things tattooed to me. To remind mm. myself to always stay true to who I was, no matter how hard it was going to be to be honest with myself and those around me in the most difficult times, because my beliefs are literally a part of me and there's that mm. energy exchange and I can't walk away from it. And I think that's something that like Luke Skywalker really taught me. He didn't walk away from what he believed in. He followed the force and we had these two mentors, Obi-Wan and Yoda, who were kind of misleading him and kind of bending the rules and they didn't, you know really treat him very well mm -hmm. and they tried to use his innocence and shift it and steal it away from him to turn him into a weapon to do something neither one of them could do but he didn't do that he stood by what he believed in in the face of those two people who how, imagine how difficult that would be to stand up to yoda and obi-wan in luke skywalker's shoes and then to stand up to the emperor too who was doing the same thing you know and he stood mm -hmm. up to them and i just always found so much strength in that in luke skywalker and that is why like i always loved him because he would he got to the point in his life where he was unwavering and i mm. think that's like what the force can really do ray does similar things you know mm -hmm. she stood up to all of those people and she chose her path mm -hmm. and i like the idea that the force is one's path not all paths if that mm -hmm. makes sense i don't know and i think introducing like han in a new hope I think was really smart to have this person right there. Like right when we're like, it's so serious. We're learning about the forces. Oh, I don't believe any of that. Yeah. And it opens <laughs> yeah. up a conversation right then and there, yeah. like in universe. I think that was so cool. Like, mm -hmm. 
Do you have any characters that you have found that challenged the force in Star Wars that you can like stand behind? I mean, we have Han Solo, we have Rey in a way, like she's mm-hmm. not standing in the way of the force, but like maybe standing in the way of people wielding the force for their own thing, because that's that's something too in Star Wars. How how different religions use the force to manipulate those around them. Well, I mean, we have the example of the Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. We have the example of Marin and Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Fallen Order, Fallen Order is a lot of forest content in fall yes, order like very politically, much so. politically so and personally and spiritually like yeah, yeah it's a really force-filled game yes yeah because what was um i am blanking right now on the name of like the fallen in jedi order the fallen um like people who use the forest um like we explore the whole temple oh um on Zepho, yeah. Zepho, yeah. The Zepho, the Zepho, the Zepho themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also wanted to bring up something too that Sleeping Kitten was talking about, where it's like free will, because that's something else that I think about a lot when it comes to the Force, where it's like, yes, thank you, Chris, the Zepho. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like it's just um free will, but I don't want to interrupt, so we can just bring that up at some point because I wanted to pick your guys' brains on that. I love it. Let's do it right now. Okay, great. So do we think that this is something that I literally flip flop on this week to week? Like I mm-hmm. cannot make up my mind on it where it's like, is the force um, sort of like not pre like, like a pre sort of like destiny thing. It's all written in the stars, but also like, it's not also like completely like you have all the free will to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I think that you can live against the force and the will of the force, but I also don't think that the will of the force is like forcing everything upon you. But then the thing about the force is like both extremes are always true in the forest. So then I'm also like both of those are true. I don't know. Um, how about you? What free will in the force? Yeah. I think I think that the force doesn't necessarily like I think that the force can't dictate someone else's like what someone else like I don't think the force can work someone like a puppet basically yeah. because I don't think that the force has its own mind in a sense or like its own goals I think that with the force there's just like harmony and disharmony mm. and so I think it can like nudge people towards harmony and discourage them from disharmony mm-hmm. if that makes any sense mm-hmm. I, I like it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's like, it's like not to get like too like 2021 about it, but like manifest, like manifesting. Like, I think that there's something about like, like we create the culture that we live in. So if we have an issue with the culture that we live in, we've all created that together in relationship to each other. So like when it comes to like, like Sleeping Kitten says, like Anakin is the chosen one. Did he have any free will there? Or like, was he destined to become Darth Vader? Like, I think that he was destined to become Darth Vader, but not because he doesn't have free will, but because of the relate, because of like the relationship between everyone and everything in that time, if that makes sense. So it's like everyone's individual choices. It's just, it's just, we all have such like an effect on each other. And so it's like, he was, he was destined to become Darth Vader, not because he didn't have a choice, but because that is what everyone manifested. Yoda mm-hmm. created Darth Vader. Anakin created Darth Vader. Palpatine obviously created Darth Vader. Um, 
Luke, like, I mean, like everyone, you know what I mean? Created Darth Vader. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, right there, like that's, that's a big question in, you know, it is your destiny. And mm-hmm. Luke again says, no, Palpatine yeah. challenges Ray. It is your destiny. She says, no, like I, yeah. I think I would, I think the force is alive. Like, I think it's a living thing, but, like, that comes back to, like, my own view on, like, I think the Earth and life itself is a living thing, just like everything else is in a mm-hmm. lot, of, you know, but different a little bit. But I I do think that the, I think the Force, and I'm going to try to, like, Joey just had that great conversation on Krypton to Alderaan um, about Buddhism and Star Wars, and there was a, a and I'm not going to pretend to try to say anything as well as she did, but, like, the the flowing creek and i think the force will go with the path the path of least resistance but life will always follow the path of least resistance you know you can as as will can try to clog that or stop it somehow but eventually it's going to break because we all go with the path of least resistance and i think this is something it's interesting this question because it Think, it makes me think of Tom and I who are very different because Tom is very much a faith-based person and he has faith and he's always questioning, I, well, you know, I have to have faith that this will be. Tom is very much into manifesting these things, but he also believes that he was created and God gave him a plan and everything that he does is according to that plan. And I am like, definitely not that because I am anti-authoritarian in that way of no unless, I will, unless we're talking about all for the shelf exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i like but i think that life will help move you where you need to go but you have to be able to put that in there too and i think that's what a force user needs to do they they will stay on the light side if they aren't if they don't allow themselves too much temptation, because once you get a bite of that temptation, it feels good and you're going to keep going that direction. And I think the force will push you more that way. You know what I mean? But I I do Mm -hmm. think it pushes you to where you would naturally already go. If that makes any sense. It does make sense. And it makes sense in terms too of like, of like the mass consciousness that I was talking about too. Mm -hmm. And just like group, like just like everyone manifesting the reality where it's like, if, if the majority of, of a of a population is manifesting something then that majority creates a a a path of least resistance basically like a, like that like whatever path is being like manifested and is being able like mass like like thought about like and and manifested on the biggest scale that creates this like the the majority that is going to be the um less resisting than the minority of whatever is being manifested yes. because i also think about ray and like palpatine like you said like is like no this is your destiny it's like Palp- palpatine was like flexing really hard trying to manifest ray's you know ray's choice for her but it was like it was the mass consciousness of all those voices that we hear when ray mm. like, hears all these like all that had been has been part of like her manifestation on top of her own will and like all that man all that group mass consciousness plus rays was stronger than palpatine's yep and and didn't Ezra hear a whole bunch of voices when he was in the world between yes, worlds too? Yes, I love him. Yeah, he did. Oh my god, that's brilliant! I keep getting these little nuggets. It makes me want to go watch the Rise of Skywalker again and <laughs> see it in new light. That's really great. I I love that. You know, I 
it's going to be basic, but I can think about Twitter. And like, I, I have gotten off Twitter a lot. Yeah. Like I, because I I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting to not like Star Wars. Yeah, I because get it. Because it's so <laughs> easy to go on there and trash on it and everything's like everything's bad every single take is bad well if you yeah. do this it's bad and pe because people are addicted to the like button and i'm like oh, oh my yeah. god i recognize and acknowledge that there are things that star wars can do better but you know yeah. what i really like star wars and i want to continue to really like star wars because yeah i think the lessons in star wars are what I go to more, more time and time and time again. And there are, is way more good in Star Wars than there is bad. And I believe that Star Wars is always, it, it's Star Wars has to have hope, right? Like all the time, right? So like, I have hope that it's going to come better. And I, sometimes I just have to get off because I'm like, oh, I don't want to not like this. A hundred percent. And like one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is like Star Wars as modern mythology, like nothing new, but like very much I've just been like, damn, I'm like in Marvel too. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. we really are out here as a culture creating these like epic stories and these like really just like intense stories that mirror like mythology from the beginning of time. Like this is like, like hundreds of bajillion years from now, like people are going to look back and like, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Loki. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going Marvel, but like Luke Skywalker, Leia, <laughs> Han, like these are going to be like the Zeus and the Heras and like all these people. Mm -hmm. Oh, we get to get a couple of Hera. But um, my point to that is, is like what, what's, what I've just realized about Star Wars is like in Twitter, it's like I'd want to, I, it's important for me. I've started making the separation between Star Wars as a mythology and Star Wars as something that human beings are working on. Because as Twitter mm. points out, Star Wars isn't perfect. But like Star Wars will never be perfect in the sense of like movies, TV shows, books, like as amazing as all of it is, because I do think all of it is amazing. Like it's never going to be perfect because humans are creating it. But what is sacred and what cannot be touched is a one's individual relationship to star Wars, but also what the mythology has already become like mm -hmm. since, since a new hope came out, like it has taken on its own cultural, spiritual, religious, like significance in culture. And it is a modern mythology. And so the mythology will always be sacred. The mythology will always be infallible and just be great and be like, deeply spiritual and cool but like it's like you know if you had if you were living i don't know if i was living in the times of like people using like zeus and like all these like greek gods as like as mythology if people were telling me stories about those people that i was living in the time of the mythology being belonging to i might not necessarily like the story but that's okay because i still love the mythology does that make sense nope. yes yes i don't know i just think it's like one of those things where it's like yeah any any real not to call Star Wars a religion, but you know what I mean? Like any religion, yeah. like as soon as humans get involved, it just gets dodgy because humans are flawed and nothing will be perfect that a human touches because we're human. You know, yeah. If only the Jedi had known that. <laughs> bop, bop. <laughs> 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 you know i think it's true like it goes back yeah. to kind of what we were saying about the forces like it's kind of like our our takes on it and that's kind of maybe that's been some of this has been easier and also harder at the same time because i've always taken star wars 
on this other level beyond it's not just a movie to me it is a movie but it is so much more than that and it has always been so much more than that for me i am less interested in who's writing a thing who's playing characters i go into these things as if they are stories that are real and you know what i mean like i just take the story and i i don't i'm less interested in behind the scenes stuff it's just especially as I get older, I just, I want to hold on to the lessons and I want to hold like, that's what the importance is for me. And when I get on Twitter, sometimes I feel like a bad person because I want to hold on to that when I should maybe be over here. I'm like, "Mm, no, that's okay. I can just let it sit there and I will listen to the things that I need to be, that need to be listened to. But I have, I do feel on Twitter. There's a lot of people who I'm like, I don't even believe you. I think you're just hitting the words that you need to hit to get <laughs> some attention. Like, I mean, you can't have that kind of a take on everything. And it makes me think, actually, it makes me think of this person I worked with once. And let me tell you, this girl, all she saw was gray skies every single day. And I'm, she had some rough stuff. And I was just, she's like, it's just not fair. Your life is always so perfect. And I'm like, okay, it's not. But I choose to see the best in things. And I like in listening to you, I feel like you choose to see the worst in every situation. And if all you do is look for bad in things, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. And I choose to look at the good things. I could look at the bad stuff over there. But you know what? I I don't really like the way I feel when I'm surrounded by doom and gloom. We all have our moments. We're in doom and gloom land. And, you know, we all need to visit there every once in a while. But like, I just choose to look at the better things in life. It's just the way it is, you know, and maybe things would be better if we just looked at the things we liked in Star Wars. And maybe for every one bad tweet, send five really positive tweets. Maybe that's what you can do. Yeah. Or also just take time <laughs> off of Twitter. <laughs> or that. <laughs> because because yeah. like even like even like sometimes even like amazing Star Wars po- like positivity, like sometimes that even can breed resentment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for someone who like doesn't enjoy a certain project or isn't like, let's say like the higher public series is like people get so excited about it, but I don't read it and I want nope. to read it, but I'm not a good reader. And it's uh, auto audiobooks. I'm bad at those too. Like I have no excuse. I just don't, I don't do it, but like I want to do it and I've done parts of it and I like what I've done. But the point is, is like even seeing everyone so happy about it, I'm happy for them, but I'm also like, oh, I still get sad about Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? So like, yep. it's just the nature of Twitter. Like even a positive tweet can can okay. breed that sort of like, it just, yeah, it just takes, Twitter takes the fun out of a lot of things, but also adds a lot of fun, but yep. just use it as a tool. A hundred percent. Paul, yes. Our focus determines our reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for you, Emma. How do you, we briefly discussed this in the roundtables, probably not so briefly, because I remember Hope said some really great things about this. What do you, how do you feel about the Metachlorians? And I'm going to make this kind of, yeah, no, no, no. I'll ask the second part later. How do you feel about the Metachlorians? Are you, did they, negatively affect your view of the force no 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 they didn't (laughs) (laughs) um no no no, they didn't i mean because i mean like i've said before you know sort of like i think of midichlorians or like meadow or like mitochondria Mm -hmm. right it's just like part of the ecosystem of the universe 
So I know, I know a lot of people felt like the existence of midichlorians was like explaining away the force or some some silly thing like that. Yeah, but I don't feel like that was <laughs> I don't feel like that was the case at all. You know, I think I think sometimes it's possible for discovery to still be an invitation to mystery. Love it. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was my next tattoo. <laughs> I love that. You've gotten about 52 tattoos since you've been in the show. What about you, Chase? Like, what are Because actually, I mean, you grew up with Star Wars. I grew up really with only knowing the Midichlorians. Yes. No, I, that's all I knew. And yeah. so, yeah. like, I have a lot to say about Midichlorians. Um, and I will say, I'm like, it's just like any scientist you ever talk to, any documentary you watch about science, the one thing that they say is that the the deeper they go into research, the deeper they go into understanding how things work, the more religious they feel, the more spiritual they feel, the more they feel that there is something else going on. Like that mm. is so, so that's why I love the midichlorians because it, the way that it goes deeper proves like the intricacies of the forest and the sacredness of the forest. So I'm all about that. And I love you. Um, and yes, I also love the idea that everyone has like midichlorians. Like when I did my star Wars rewatch, in 2020 i was like i remember texting my friend and i was like and i had like a spiritual moment watching star wars again and i was like i want to activate even though let me go on the record and say i know that they're not real but i would told my friend i was like i want to activate my midichlorians everyone has them i want to like yes. work on activating mine i want to like take go to the midichlorian gym i want to lift some midichlorian weights do you know what I mean like and i want to like that's so I don't know. I think that it's like a hopeful thing too to have midichlorians in the Star Wars universe because it means that there's like everyone has potential to to establish and or um strengthen their relationship to the force and to like their own sacredness. Yep. And let's not forget about the wills. Oh, less we ever know. You will. know, like I like I Man. said to Brian, like I said to Brian in our one-on-one, it's like if you look, if you do draw the parallel between like midichlorians and science and stuff, it's like if midichlorians are mitochondria, wills are RNA. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Think about yes. that. Yes. I mean, I'm with you. Like I never, I never ever thought somehow that made anything less. I didn't, don't understand where people decided that only certain people with a high enough M count have all. No, the Jedi thought that mattered. But that doesn't mean that. Yeah, that because was they right. would matter. Yeah, they think they 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 would think that matters. Yeah. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Hope says here, midichlorians were a representation of how that far the Jedi fell, relying on science rather than the Force. It's why people like Chirrut uh, weren't allowed in the Order when they clearly were Force sensitive. I like. To me, it was just there were people who understood how to listen to them more than other people did because other people chose not to listen to it. I was. Th- was walking with my son Michael a few weeks ago and he was so serious and it was the most beautiful thing he's like you know daddy I know sometimes people think I'm maybe kind of weird but I everything talks and sometimes when I listen to the wind it talks to it talks to me and I can hear the leaves and they talk to me and I understand animals and I'm like I think that's really beautiful honey like you're in tune with what's around (laughs) you I don't ever let someone tell you that it's not true because it yeah. is. But that to me is like what that was saying. Like there are, yeah. it's he's in tune with things that are all already in us. We are all, like I said earlier, 
We are God and God is us. There is an exchange and energy. We are all the same thing. All life is an exchange. We are all feeding in and feeding out of one another. And it's all there. We are all connected and we can all listen if we choose to. Now there are different religions, different books, different ways of, are you okay? Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, two things. One is like that really hit me in the feels and that really made me cry. And then two, I forgot I was cutting peppers tonight making dinner. So when I started wiping eyes, I was like, abort. This is why we don't cry on stream. Oh, no. I'm good, though. I'm good. But yeah, no, thank you. Like, but I... It just it didn't make sense to me that there are different books, different church doors, different things that just have a different way to me, a different way of explaining the same thing in a way that we can understand them. But we're all telling the same story. And this is where like science and religion, like maybe this is my anthropology degree. Like this is part of why I loved it was like yeah. scientifically, why does religion exist? Like where where does the idea of science and spirituality start to separate themselves? And at what point does what do what like? They don't have to be in competition with one another. Like, why can't religion work through science? And why can't science work through religion? Like, they can inter- they can weave together. And I think that's what, to me, that's what the prequels did. And I was here for it. Yeah. And as I got older and realized how much people did not like it, I was like, <laughs> did we see the same thing? <laughs> yeah. So that like really changed with the prequels. Do you think the sequel trilogies changed the way we view the force at all? I wasn't sure, but then Chase, you're talking about the whole Ray and, and, and uh, be with me. Communing with the Jedi. Yeah. But like the idea of this, like the, Oh God, I don't even know what you were saying now. I lost it. I have to go. But you know, like the communal, of like, yeah, like, of like you know, man, mass mass manifesting, mass consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that the sequels. Okay, I'm gonna give my raw opinion, which is I think that the sequels like didn't do that much for the force. I think that the Star Wars fans analyzing the sequels did more than for the force. <laughs> So that, that's my, that's my my take with my green pepper eyes. Um. Well, one one thing that I find interesting because this is me, and I'm going to talk about the Last Jedi. Yes. Um. Is that it introduced the idea, like when Luke is talking to Ray about the Force, you get the impression that he has an understanding that the dark side of the Force is an inherent part of the part of existence and that and which is not necessarily a sense that you would get from other canon materials that Mm. happened prior to that it was like you know it was really easy to see the dark side as it's something that was corrupting something that should be eradicated something that needed to be like stamped out and confronted every time it was found whereas when Luke is guiding Ray through experiencing the different aspects of the force on the island. You it's presented as if the dark side is just it's it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. It it's there, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like you can't there's no eradicating it. Like it's not possible to exist without um you know, 
without confront like without experiencing it or present yeah i agree and i think that 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 scene with luke training ray is like so good i actually do think i think that's i think that's a really cool sort of i think that's a, a pivotal part um in our like canonical teachings of the force in I guess like the mm. the main the main films. Well, and even really... the way that the prime Jedi mosaic is sort of like a yin yang. Yes, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like that oh, visual iconography is, so is important. It is the good. last Jedi is so good. <laughs> you know, the one thing I wish they did was I wish they just would have they realized that they weren't putting the third teaching thing in the movie. Could they have just gone in post and had Luke say there are two? I will give you two lessons, not three. <laughs> because they well, never I mean, confronted that she didn't finish the lessons like if they had done that yeah. like mm, but they didn't the third lesson was luke's the third lesson was what luke received from yoda oh he that yes and or his ass kicking by ray <laughs> that could have also been the third lesson uh it's yeah <laughs> I do love me some Last Jedi. Uh, it's my favorite. And I, uh, Last Jedi Luke is up there with, like, I think Return of the Jedi. Oh, God. No, I don't know. Actually, Empire Luke is probably my... I don't know. Oh, God, I love Luke Skywalker. Oh, contrary, you do? <laughs> yes, contrary to what you might think, Paul. I really do love Luke Skywalker. I love him. Uh... That's why I was so heartbroken when he made a horrible decision. <laughs> Joey, I just need to point out we the sequel trilogy is not the first time we meet a dyad in Star Wars. Oh wait, wait, you said it, but when did we before? Kotor. That's right. Okay. Oh. Mm, oh God. Okay, <laughs> we're getting too close to the rise of Skywalker. We've been there a few times today. Let's just. <laughs> Because now I'm thinking about like Palpatine and the end and oh god. Even though I do, anyways, go ahead, Chase. Because I need to get off this train. No, I was no. We should just keep going. <laughs> I was going to talk about Tross. And no, I go, 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 go. Yes. No, go. I don't think no. We okay. have to save that for a Tross episode. Because like I'm not a Rise of Skywalker apologist, but I also like I do think there's a lot of good in it, and I think. Ultimately, like I said earlier, it just kind of comes down to like, yeah, humans were telling a story about a really sacred mythology. And because humans are fallible, they made certain choices that I find not awesome um, with yeah. peace and love in my heart. But like that being said, like the 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 essence is still there. and It's so great. I'm really looking forward to 10, 11, 12. Please bring me back all of those people oh, with the lessons that we have learned in Star Wars now. We have the High Republic. We have Star Wars Visions. We have the Mandalorian. Like, it has been going so good. Like, can we just get those people back and tell a really great story? Because we've learned a lot since when we started. Yeah, and write them all beforehand. <laughs> and have them all ready to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Um... So I'm going to do this as we transition because our friend Buck, sponsor of the Bucky Box, um, (laughs) said this really great thing. I asked Twitter what their thoughts of the Force were, and I really, really like this. Buck says, "The Force, or if the Force was going to be in the Book of Boba Fett, sorry, 
so Buck responded, the force is always present, even if there aren't people wielding it on screen. So in a way, yes, the force will be in the book of Boba Fett. Where yeah, life, where there is life, the force is present. Unless you're from the Yuzhan Vong galaxy, then there's not there. <laughs> <laughs> so Chase, what do you think? Do we are we going to see the force in the book of Boba Fett? Um no, <laughs> like I think <laughs> I think that we I mean, listen, I am going I'm honestly going to Boba Fett the same way I went into Mandalorian and Mandalorian is one of my favorite things in Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I want to preface it with that. Um, I don't think we're going to see any like literal force work or force users, but I can see. I mean, again, the force is like Buck said, it's like it's always there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there I like to think that there will be a lot of lines about either people have either like people talking about things related to the force and like telling stories about things related to the force or I'm sorry, but I'm one of those people who like loves it. Anytime a character is like, I just have a feeling and I'm like, great. The force, boom, there it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's my favorite freaking thing. Yes. And actually now that I'm saying that when someone says I have a bad feeling about this, as annoying as that line's getting for me, listen, that's the force baby. Mm-hmm. That is the force. Oh, I never get sick of that line. Oh. I look, I love it. Oh, God. But we all know I'm basic, so. That's not basic. That's not basic. That is not basic. There's, there's a Canadian author, Douglas Copeland, and he talks about how um, one of the types of stories that people love the most is when you have really hard-headed adventures, but you get a glimpse of magic at the end. Mm. You know, and I think that would be a really cool storytelling mechanic to introduce into Book of Boba Fett. Like, even just to have... The force just be on the periphery, like have like mysterious fortune tellers. You know, I mean, they had they had the weird fortune telling thing happening in la- in the book Last Shot, which takes place around the same time frame ish. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and um, and I would love to see live action Pergil. Like, how amazing! Oh, would be? like talking will... like to talking about rebels, like. Yes. You know, like how awesome would it be to see Pergil in live action? Like, and I think it's a perfect, it's a great opportunity. You know, I just book of Boba Fett, you guys. I just I want it to be more than tough guys on Tatooine. I know, but I, I think... that's what I'm that's just what I'm calling it from now on. Listen, it's, it's a it's a fair it's a fair title, but it's that's also TGOT like what I for me. That's what I thought about. That's what I thought Mando was going to be. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. great. Got it. Baddies, bad boy baddies. Like, and it's just gonna be gunslingers. And it's a lot more than that. But I kind of also do think though that they're gonna make us I think that they want us to be hungry for the force so that when Kenobi drops or like Ahsoka drops, it hits harder. I think that they might be making us a little force thirsty. Mm. Maybe. I get it. Yeah, I mean, actually, you put it that way, maybe I kind of like it more, but I really miss it. Like, we don't really have the force in the Mandalorian. Like, yes, Grogu's there, but it's not, like, it's not there, there. We didn't have it in the Bad Batch. What else have we had? We didn't really get it in the Rise of Skywalker. Sorry. (laughs) No more talking about the Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Um... 
We should start like a like a challenge or something to see how many episodes we can go without ever We should just yeah, or just make it a you drinking know, game at this point. The truth of the matter is <laughs> I know we need to do the sequel trilogy because we've never talked about it, but I'm really afraid that I'm just gonna be complaining about it yeah, for but, three episodes and, and I like I don't wanna be that. No, I know you but, won't. I know you, Brian, and you won't. Yeah, you definitely won't, but also like it'll be fun because like I kind of came in I yes. came back in the scene with them, so I think it'll be good. I think it'll be conscious. But I have a question, Brian. Do you think that di- is there any chance for you that Din is force sensitive? Oh, I've been saying he's force sensitive since chapter one. Right. So one thousand percent. Right. So that's what I thought. So, okay. but it's like, but it's like, but the force is still in the Mandalorian, then, right? Yes. Or no? I mean, yes. I mean, I love what Buck said. I, I like 100% yeah. love what Buck said because it really is bubbling under the, sur- the surface of everything in Star Wars. Like, yeah. you know, it's there guiding things. It, it's there. People believe in it or they don't or they kind of do, but don't admit to their friends. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we know it's there. Um, like, I don't need to see like lightsabers in that like i don't necessarily need that but i want the wisdom in a sage like that's what i want like i want well i mean look at look at what we what we saw with the force in rogue one yes like that that area lightsaber to be found no but that was great because it was very present in it and like that i want i miss i'm really missing that yeah because i that is what star wars is for me and like I get that we need to have lots of stars for lots of people, but you know, can I but just it's, have it's I for want? Brian. No, no, no it's right. For Brian. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I, I, I wonder if it will be because I wonder if the dark saber, I think we all know there is like this big crescendo coming, coming, right. That's mm-hmm. what they said. They're all the TV shows are going to kind of not all, like the Mandoverse, is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. The Filoni-verse, the Tatooine-verse, the Mandoverse. <laughs> like, it's going to kind of come to the big crescendo and then have, like, a big event, which, hello, it's going to be Thrawn. Like, I don't have any interest in seeing Thrawn until we have, like, a huge thing. I don't want Thrawn to be the villain of the week in Ahsoka. No. Nope. Let him be the big, like, the big baddie, right? But I think the dark saber is going to be at the the core of all of that because I think the dark saber is like so fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that don't know the story, and we don't really know a whole story about it yet. Yeah. So I th- I I need the dark saber to show up somehow in the or talked about or something. I need it in the book in of book Boba of Boba Fett. Fett. I do. I'd love to see it. Like, cause I especially like I want Boba Fett to have it, and I want Boba Fett after what, what uh, Bo Katan said to him. But I've heard your voice a thousand times. You know what I'm gonna do? I just want to light it up in front of her face and say, "Look what I got, bitch, right here." <laughs> Did you hear this a thousand times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also would be a cool sort of like bookend moment for the clones mm-hmm. too. I don't know. I think that would be neat too. Uh yeah, that I need clone stuff. Like I let's have. I want clone stuff from Book of Boba Fett so bad, but I don't know if they're gonna do that. I feel like every time we see Boba Fett in live action, it's like, oh, clone what? Like that one line was so satisfying where I heard your voice a mm-hmm. thousand times, or when Boba Fett and Mando was like, oh, they'd recognize my face. I want that. I want yes. so much clone crap. Dropped I throughout want the to show. see the trauma <laughs> of what the galaxy thinks of clones. Yes. 
And yes. maybe that is also part of why he had to go and become a bounty hunter because he was fighting so hard to be what he wasn't. And we were just watching this this the first time we see Boba Fett in the Clone Wars. And there's already the sense of honor and duty that he's already conflicted. He feels yeah. like he's one of the clones, but knows that he is also not. And I want like that's the tension that I think will be in this show that we're not mm -hmm. getting in the trailers, even though I did think of Madonna. Did you two see the like TV commercials? rain and rebirth or something mm -mm. so the newest one that came out this week it's like a little 30 second spot there's like parkour jumpers and it just made me think of the jump video of i'm on and i immediately thought about <laughs> oh wait no i did see yeah. that oh yeah with with the parkour yeah yeah I, like, oh. <laughs> I just thought yeah anyways um but i do want that like i think i think that needs to be in it yeah kind of like i mean can we really have eight episodes of like Let's sit around the dinner table and make threats. Uh, like we can't do. No, that. we can't. No, exactly. And I think that's, yeah. And again, what if what if Mando. we get like, what if we're gonna get like clone freedom? Like, what if there's clones around still somewhere? Yeah. Clone liberation. Yeah, and Omega. Like, I want Omega. I kind of want a live action. I'm not gonna talk about that. I can't get my hopes up, but I would love to see Omega. Who do you think they would do that though? Do you think they would do that? There's no way. I mean, I don't think keep Mark Hamill secret. They could do that, right? They could. Keep I don't think yet. I mean, I would love to see her there, but I think it's too early. Well, yeah, they want Boba to have his moment. I think they want Boba to have his like his show, his moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything that you're excited for, Chase, with Book of Boba Fett? I'm excited really... to be surprised. I mean, I know that's kind of like a vague answer, but I'm excited to be surprised because I really have kind of come to terms with the fact that like I wasn't excited for Mandalorian and yet mm -hmm. everything on this side of my room is the Mandalorian. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm very excited to be surprised. I think I'm just excited to be surprised. 100%. M, is there anything? Is there anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Chase. Like, I'm, I just want to be surprised. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, I'm kind of, you know. I'm with you too, because we all know, like, I wasn't stoked on The Mandalorian when it was first announced. And, you know, the thing that still surprises me more than anything is how little I want to see the book uh, Ahsoka series. <laughs> like, I'm sure once I see something, but I'm just like, I don't. Mm, mm, she was perfect in The Mandalorian. Let's just sprinkle her in. So anyways, I don't I know. It. I get that. I get that. I don't know. We, we're going to have next year. We've got a whole lot of things coming out that we've got. The Book of Boba Fett. We have Kenobi and Andor. Yeah. Right? Yes. And anything else that's going to come. Like more Star Wars Visions. Please. Yes. Best thing since that's happened in Star Wars. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. All right, my friends. Anything else before we wrap it up here this evening? Oh, yes. Shout out to Joey, who sent me a wonderful uh, message on Twitter. It was so touching and beautiful. Oh. And thank you so much. It's always nice to hear from other people in Star Wars pod land. Yes. I and Joey's the best. Joey's yeah. one of my favorite people. The best. Great. Uh, where can people find you, Em? You can find me on Twitter at H-U-T-T-S-L-E-I-A, but I don't recommend it. Uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram at Foxflare and ship who you want. All ships are valid. 
Yay, Chase. You can find me on YouTube at That Gay Jedi or Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi. Also on a podcast called Fear Queers, where we talk about horror. Oh, God. What? Oh, my God. I just bl- Oh, my God. I, well, I am so out of whack. We can never take a week off again. And we're going to take two <laughs> weeks off at the end of December. <sighs> Anyways, you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk. Mark, I hope you're having a wonderful time in Seattle. We yes. miss you. We will not yeah, see you next week, so but we will see you the one after that. It's going to be great. You are missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't before. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. We are very excited for all of the future Star Wars. Come back and hang out with us because here at Pink Milk, it does not matter if you were a Star Wars fan for 40 minutes or for 40 years. We're That's all right. fans here. Yeah. And with that, are we ready, my friends? Oh, we're Steam ready. Queens, everyone in the Steam Room, thank you so much for being here. I am sorry. Yeah. I'm very off and I will never take a break. Thank you, Hope, for working the backstage <laughs> like a, like the queen you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my friends, it's that time. Drink up. Oh. Oh.